Hey there, kings and queens. Welcome back to Queen Melanation. It is Lanice, aka Lovely Lady, coming back. It has been a while. I have missed you guys. I hope you guys have missed me too. So, you know, nothing much has actually been happening with my life besides the fact that a few birthdays we had this month. Um, my three-year-old, my two-year-old turned three, and my five-year-old turned six. We have two birthdays next month. In December, we have my birthday, about to be that dirty 30, you know. So, uh, you know, we just been dealing, we just been dealing with the birthdays. Um, still social distancing, um, distance learning. I now have four kids in school. At first, it was just three. Now I have four. But, you know, every day is a struggle. Um, We had a very, very close uh, person uh, pass away in our family. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the last week. Well, not last week, but the last episode. But, you know, it was my kid's grandma. And it's been real difficult for them, all of us. You know, I loved her just like a mom. And she was, like, more than a grandma to them. Like, you know, their best friend, everything you can want in a grandma. But, you know, she's in a better place now. No more suffering, no more pain. Um, I, I don't know if everyone believes in God, but I do. And I do believe that she is with God. Because I had a dream that told me she was. Um, so I just thank God for, you know, confirming that for me, giving me that peace of mind. And, you know, now I just gotta, just gotta heal. You know, my kids, um, it's hard. Like I've had, I've never actually suffered a loss that close at such a young age. And that's what's hard. What's also hard is. Her birthday is next month, and my kids' birthday are, like, my son's is the 13th, my daughter's is the 16th, and her birthday is, like, right in the middle. That's going to be hard this year. But, you know, with the grace of God, with prayer, we're going to get through it. We are going to get through it. Unfortunately, death is a part of life, and we all just got to kind of accept it. Whether we want to or not. But um, that's just what I've been trying to teach him. We all have to die one day. You know. I used to be afraid. Of death. But I'm not. As I get older. And I understand God more. And I understand death. And so it doesn't scare me like it used to. Um. But my thing is just preparing my children for when that happens. You know, I just pray that I, you know, my kids are grown and have kids of their own and, you know, their own families by the time it's my turn to go. And I pray I'll go before them. You know, I don't know if I can take that, you know. I don't know if I want to even have to take that. And, you know, my heart goes out to all those parents who's had to lose their children 
it's been some funerals. A lot of people have passed since my last episode, and it's just been so crazy. It's like every day you hear about someone passing away that was so close to a person. So it's just been really hard. 2020 is not the year. It just is not. And, you know, just hug your, hug your family, man. Hug your kids. Tell them you love them. Tell your mom you love them, man. You know, you love her. Your brother, your sister, your cousins, your aunties, your uncles, whoever. Life is too short to hold grudges. Life is too short just to be angry. Life is too short to not let someone know how you feel. You shouldn't have to wait until until someone dies to express how we felt for them. You know, and I do thank God that I got a chance to let her know how much she meant to me, my kid's grandma. How much she meant to me and my children. How much she did for us and how grateful I was for her. I know we had our differences sometimes, you know, as women will. Two strong women, they will, you know. And I learned down the line that we were a lot alike, which is why sometimes we were butt heads. But I'm glad that, you know, that my kids got to know her. Glad that they knew her. And, you know, I'm glad. I'm happy for the memories. So make memories with your family, your friends. You don't gotta you don't gotta go somewhere and actually pay money to have fun, to spend time with someone you care about. You know? Take them to the park, make your own movie theater at home, something like board games if you have them. Family game nights. I mean, okay, I know we're like social distancing and stuff, but if you live already with your family. Um, but it's good to do that because you never know how much time that person has. You never know when you are going to see that person again. So, you know, that's just an important thing for everyone to know. Life is too short. Cherish people while they are alive. So my voice sounds a little crazy, a little crackly and dry. You know, I was voices going out for a while, so which is why I stayed away for a while on the podcast. I did make some episodes, but I never actually published it because I sound horrible. Sorry, I'm drinking some Gatorade right now, but I just <clears throat> was sounding absolutely horrible. You know, it was just like I am not finna. I am not finna, like, save that. (laughs) So I just kept waiting. Like, let me make sure I sound better. I took a medication. Um, I have rheumatoid arthritis. And I took a medication to kind of help me. And it um, made my voice start going out. And which was weird. Made me feel nauseous and dizzy and stuff. So I just haven't really been feeling myself. But, you know, no matter how you're feeling, still got to deal with them children, them chilling, okay? Because they don't care if you're sick. That's sitting in the bed right now by me. They don't care if you're sick. They don't care how you feel. They need to be cared for, okay? 
Uh, it's not like they don't really care, but they just, you know, they still have needs. So they can't do for themselves. So they need you to do for them. But, um, yeah, so this year has been really rough, you know. I'm going through a separation right now. Um, but I am separated. I don't know if you can go through a separation unless it's legally separated. But, you know, um, you know, that's been rough. You know, having a restraining orders, custody, and all this stuff. It's just been really mentally draining. And I think the most irritating thing about it is that I'm not a person who's like a vindictive person. I don't hold grudges. I don't really, I'm not one of those people who like wants to seek revenge on someone. I just try to forgive and I try to let go. And um, my issue though is always giving chances to someone who doesn't deserve it. And, you know, I did suffer from, you know, domestic violence. And a lot of people don't realize that domestic violence is not just physical. It's mental, emotional, you know. It is also physical. It is financial. You know, there's so many different types of abuse that someone can put you through. And some people feel, oh, I didn't put my hands on you, then they're okay. You know, and that's not the truth. Sometimes that emotional abuse can affect you much longer than the physical abuse, you know. And I did endure it for like four years. And it was rough. And I I would think that I was a problem, you know, because that's what he would say. And it's like the mind games, you know, that they play with you. And it makes you, like, not even really know who you are anymore. You know, so I'm just happy that I can focus on myself. I'm not one of those people who don't like to be alone. I love to be alone. I'm not someone who's just going to go out there and hop from the next person to the next person. That's not me. Um... I'm going to take my time to heal. I'm going to take my time to heal my children so we can break these um, generational curses. And so they can understand that this is, that's not love. That's not how you love. And that's not how you're going to be loved. So, you know, that is an important thing right now because even the little one, you know, she's one and a half. But things that happen can affect a child that young. And that child may not even know what they've seen or remember, but it still affects them and how they perceive love and how they love someone and the things that they will deal with and put up with. So, I, you know, I have, I have four daughters, two sons, you know, And I just, like, would just think, like, is this really how I would want my daughter to be treated? Like, I'd be in jail. I would definitely be in jail if my daughter was treated any type of way that I was treated during my marriage. And, you know, I'm just going to pray for him that he gets it, 
you know, together for the children because that is what matters. And I think people kind of lose sight of that. You know, sometimes you got to let go of a relationship. But, you know, you learn your lessons and you move on with your life. It was a season and that season is over. But these children are what's important. And so um, I can't really get into too much detail right now. Because I'm still in the middle of things. But um, I definitely will, you know, tell that later. And I definitely want to be, that's my baby sucking on the pacifier. Y'all, she got a problem. But anyway, um, I definitely want to be one of those women that kind of can help other women who went through my situation. Because it's like, you recognize the physical abuse. Like I had a, went through physical abuse in a previous relationship with my two other older kids' father. And so in the, you know, relationship I got in with my husband, I didn't really realize that emotional abuse was a thing, you know? I didn't really realize that that was how, that's what I was going through because I always thought it was only physical. And, you know, I thought through counseling things would change, but then... He would go to the counseling and then make excuses of why not, why he wanted to stop. Or, you know, when they try to manipulate you and make you seem like you're the problem and you started the argument when you did it. Everybody who knows me knows that I am not a person who just goes and argues with someone. I'm a pretty chill person. I pretty much like everyone. Everyone pretty much likes me. You know, the people I do may have a problem with, it's not like I have a problem with them and I'm going to go beat them up, you know. If they want to smoke, they can get it. That's if they ask for it. But um, I'm not a confrontational person. I don't mean I can't handle my own. Don't get me wrong now. But I just choose not to, you know, that's just not my thing. You know, I'd rather get along with people than fight and argue with people. Because then I when, when I argue, I want to put my hands on someone because <laughs> I get mad. And then I forget, you know, kind of black out. Like, I don't even know what happened. I learned that, you know, you know, as a child. So I try not to get mad to that point where I want to fight someone. So I just try not to argue with people because it's not really worth it. You know, half the time you just want to regret what you said anyway. You know, have to apologize for things you said and spoke about, said out of anger. So why even argue? And so, um, you know, everyone who knows me knows, you know, how I am. And, you know, so it's just it's just crazy to see how, you know, he will try to manip- manipulate people in this situation and really trying to turn it. And make it seem like I am the problem. I'm not perfect. No, I'm not. You know. But um, I definitely can say. And that's with 100%. Like I'm 100% sure. Positive. On that. I was not. The. um, Aggressor. You know. But um, you know. People don't. He doesn't want to 
really take, he doesn't want to accept that that is what happened. You know, it's hard for people to really, like, take responsibility for their actions when they are wrong. What they call them a narcissist because they always think they're right. And that's, you know, that's exactly him to a T. Always thinks he's right. Feels like, hey, I'm right, you wrong. There's nothing you can do about it. Not even if you say, hey, the sky is blue, it is not green. He don't care if you know it's not green. He already said it was green, so it's green. And he's going to be right about it. And he's going to try to make you seem like you're wrong. (laughs) That's when you know there's a problem. But anywho, I am happy and I am so blessed to be out of that situation. My children are, we are so much uh, mentally um, happier. And um, that's about all I'm going to say about that. But just know, if there's anyone in that situation and you're going through that and you think that it's going to change, I'm sorry, but it's not. It's not. Very rarely will that person change. And it's going to suck. Yes, it sucked. Having to realize, like, dang, my family dynamic is not going to be what I wanted it to be. No one wants to be a single mother. Especially if six kids, you know, no one wants that, but it's better than the situation I was in. So if you need to leave, do what you need to do for yourself and most of all for your children, because eventually the older those children get, the more they see, they are going to start resenting you for staying with that person and for dealing with that person. Don't think you have to stay with that person because you guys have children or because you guys are married. Maybe you're financially dependent on that person. That was my issue. I wanted to leave, but I had nowhere to go. I had no job. I had no car at one point. It was like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And there's shelters and things that can help women escape and that what I didn't know about then that I know now. But instead, I just said, you know what? I'm going to get myself to to that position where I don't have to rely on anyone for anything. So when I do need to go, I can go, you know? And I say my biggest mistake is leaving and then trying to work it out again. That was my biggest mistake. And I had to forgive myself for that. But at least I can say that I gave it everything I had to give it. I tried. I even was better the next time. You know, I changed for myself. I didn't give in to the argument. You know, someone sometimes someone argues with you, you start arguing with them back. You yell and you screaming just like they are. And now you're doing petty, stupid stuff because they are. So I found myself being that person. That wasn't me. So I had to stop. So the next time around, when arguments happen, I was like, you know what? You can chill. I'm not going to argue with you. When you're ready to calm down, I'll talk to you then. But this is not what I'm going to do. Like, you're not going to be yelling at me like I'm a child. 
That's not going to work. Communication, we're adults. You're older than me. You know? And we need to communicate like adults. Not like children that are throwing tantrums. And so it would get to that point. And I was proud of myself. Like, okay, look at me growing up. (laughs) But um, it takes a lot. It definitely does. It takes a lot to not give in to that anger and those emotions when someone is provoking you. And that is exactly what he did. He would provoke me to try to get me to that point to where I'm mad and I'm yelling. And now he want to sit back and, oh, look at you. Mm-mm, why are you acting like that? You're crazy. You're dramatic. But they make you that way and then try to flip it on you. So I just started to learn the game. Okay, I see how you're doing. Sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. That don't necessarily mean you got to stoop to their level of pettiness, but just you have to recognize what they're doing. You have to pay attention, you know, and you have to make sure you set boundaries. And that's what I noticed. I never had boundaries, you know. I never clearly was like, okay, these are my boundaries. So I had to set those boundaries. My boundary was you're not finna yell at me and call me out my name. I'm not finna have that. You know, you're going to respect my feelings and what I have to say. And when it got to the point where those boundaries kept on being crossed more and more, you know, like because I felt a different way that he felt, okay, well, I'm going to take your car and you're not going to get your car back until I feel like you're going to do what I want to do. Like, who does that? The car that I'm paying for. That's in my name only. Married or not, I'm sorry. Married or not, we still have our own property individually. And that's what some people need to understand. Just because you are married, everything is not equal if that person does not make it equal. Because it was, what's mine is ours, but what's his is his. That's how that went. You know, and it's just so many things that I see now that I didn't see before. And I look back like, oh, come on. Like, you was, how dumb were you? You didn't see that then? But I wasn't ready to see it. Sometimes God got to take you to the lowest point of your life. I was at that lowest point of my life where I felt like it couldn't get any worse. Where I dreaded when he would walk through that door. (laughs) When I would dread having to have conversations because I couldn't be myself. Because myself was not wanted. Myself was not respected from the other person. I was at that point when I was so low and I didn't even know who I was. I lost myself completely. So sometimes God has to take you all the way to that point so you can make yourself get back up. And that's exactly what he did. He brought me down and he built me back up. And this time, I'm about to be higher than before. It's like when you're making a tower, right? You're playing around with blocks. 
if you take the blocks and you try to stack them up like one single high tower and it keep falling because it's unstable. You know, the foundation is not strong. So you got to rebuild it. And now you put like two blocks at the bottom and you build it on up and it goes into a single block. And it's still not really built that strong. And you finally get it right. And you build that thing strong. You build it for tough. Okay. To where that thing's not going to move. It's not going to break. It's not going to fall. You know. And that's what he had to do to me. God had to. Take me through something. So I can see. So I can understand. Like I never understood before. And maybe so I can help someone else in my that was in my situation. That's in my situation that I was in. So I can help someone. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't really have that. And I want to be that person for someone else. You know, so don't always look at what you're going through as something bad. Like it was a bad situation. But does that define me? No. Does that make me? No. It didn't break me. So it dang sure ain't going to make me. It made me stronger. And it made me wiser. And this time, I see things I didn't see before. And sometimes I see them before they're coming. And I know now to trust God. And the way that he's trying to lead my life. In the way he wants my life to go. In the way he wants me to raise my children. And I know God has more in store for me. It's only uphill from here. It's only uphill from here. I already went through the hard part. Now it's time for the easy part. So you remember that if you're in this situation. If you're listening to this. If you're going through anything right now. Because I know right now it's a lot going on in the world. It seems like it's always something. But just know it is not over until God says that it's over. Okay? It is not over. And he is not going to put anything on you that you cannot handle. Don't feel like you need to give up. That's the time when you need to push even harder. Sometimes you're going to have your moments, you're going to break down, but you're going to get back up. And you're going to get up, you're going to wipe them tears off, and you're going to keep it pushing. Because that's how he made you. He made you able to withstand and to get through everything that he gives you. You know, sometimes I'd be like, dang, I get so many kids. Six kids, like, what the heck? But God has given me so many blessings. Six wonderful children. And they all are so funny, smart, have great big personalities. And he specifically gave me those children to make me who I was. Every child has taught me something that's crazy you know you have to pay attention to your children because they will teach you things they don't even know that they're doing it 
that they will teach you things and they will build you up. I am not the parent I was when I first had my son at 18 years old. Definitely not. I am a whole different person. And I thank God for growth. I thank God for wisdom. Oh, yeah, I still got a lot more to learn. I definitely do. I definitely do. But I have learned so much more than I knew at that age. And it's only more to learn. So much more to learn. It's so much more. So many more great things that I'm going to do. I haven't even got started yet. I'm just now getting started. So make sure I'm going to try to really be every other week with the podcast. I'm going to try my best um, to be more consistent. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel, Alexander Crew. There's uh, That's where you will see all them crazy kids I'm talking about. Um, I have to actually upload a video on there, so hopefully I will get through that soon. You guys, make sure you stay safe. Stay safe. Keep yourself safe. Wear your mask. Six feet. Tell them, back up. Six feet. You're too close. Okay? That's what my kids be like. Six feet. You're too close. Okay? Have fun. Not too much fun, though, but have fun. Make sure them kids have fun. Make sure you tell them you love them. And that they are beautiful, they are smart, they are important. They can do and be anything they want to in this life. They just got to put in that work. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And that goes for you. Do what you want to do. Don't hold out on your dreams. What are you waiting for? The time is now. The time is now to do what you want to do. Stop procrastinating. Take care. Love you guys. Stay safe.